This is the intro. Why? Good evening and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. All right. It is in the first week of February. It is time for our annual Alice Cooper birthday spectacular. All Alice Cooper songs on the show this week, easy enough. And it seems like a simple enough theme, but let's throw a little bit something extra in here. I'm going to be, you know, with you here for the first half of the show. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to play some super, super rare Alice tracks. Uh, songs that didn't make proper albums. Songs that have been buried as uh, on imports. Songs that were on limited edition releases as bonus tracks. Some that just got added that you may not even know to albums like digitally on iTunes. So we're going to play a bunch of Alice rarities. And I bet you haven't heard most of these. So I went real deep on this one. And then on the second half of the show, I actually went out and did a remote over at the site of the original Alice Cooper Group reunion a couple years ago that I was honored enough to attend. So we went to Good Records out in Dallas, talked to Chris Penn again. Chris Penn is back on the show this week, and he has a big announcement for all of you super-duper Alice Cooper fans out there. You're not going to want to miss it, so stay tuned for the second half of this episode as well. But let's kick off my cavalcade of Alice Cooper rarities here with this one. From around 2001, 2002, there was a re-release of Dragon Town, which I definitely recommend the re-release with the uh, EP on there, because it's got uh, a couple of cool live tracks on there, and it's got this thing right here that should have made the record. I, I love this song. It's got that great dark sense of humor and a guaranteed Simpsons reference here. That's got to be where Alice got this from, no doubt in my mind. So here you go, kicking off our Alice Cooper birthday spectacular with Can't Sleep. Clowns will eat me. Sleep. 
our annual spectacular birthday celebration for the great Alice Cooper, my favorite artist of all time. That was Clowns Will Eat Me, which was a bonus track from the Dragon Town Special Edition back in 2002. Hope you enjoyed that. Nice heavy number there with that great dark sense of humor that we know and love from the great Alice Cooper. Alice is 70 this year, which is ridiculous. Forever young, he's still the man, and uh, so glad that he's still out there doing it, putting out records, touring all the time. But yeah, lifelong rocker, married to the sea, and uh, another good reason to play this song here. This song was an iTunes-only bonus track from the Welcome to My Nightmare, the sequel to Welcome to My Nightmare. So yeah, bonus track that was only on iTunes, and this was uh, part of a, a nightmare, kind of a trail-off nightmare, I think, uh, for the concept, and Alice writing a song, uh, actually along with Bob Ezrin and Chuck Garrick. This is Chuck's only co-write during this project. Longtime bass player Chuck Garrick, probably Alice's son-in-law at this point, or at least future son-in-law, definitely his band leader right now, and the guy who uh, does Bisto Blanco, so love Chuck, he's the man also. So uh, he co-wrote this song with Alice and Bob Ezrin, and a guy named Jim Bocci. So this is a different kind of nightmare song, like I said up front. It's a song that reflects that uh, the worst possible nightmare could potentially be working at a cubicle from 9 to 5 in a regular situation. So here you go. Here's one you might not have heard yet. This is Alice Cooper with A Bad Situation.
birthday boy there with a bad situation like i said before that was the itunes bonus track from the album welcome to my nightmare there's a cavalcade of bonus material revolving around that release you had to get like three or four different editions of it in order to complete all of the songs plus the bonus interview that came with the itunes deluxe it's there's live tracks from download there's a, a cover of the animals we got to get out of this place there's the song under the bed and if you got the vinyl version, you got the true answer to what's really happening at the end of the album. So there's a lot to do with the welcome to My Nightmare concept. So hardcore fans definitely had their work cut out for them when it came down to that release. Oh dear. All right. Now let's keep it real simple with just a simple song that was a B-side that did not make it onto an album and I believe was on the Japanese version of Hey Stupid. And I love the Hey Stupid record. I think it's mega underrated. It's got a lot of great songs in there. It's basically the brother-sister companion album to Trash, but I think it's better than Trash. I really do. And man, I, I waited years to hear this song and I'm glad it didn't disappoint, you know, despite the fact that it was cut off of Hey Stupid. This song is really strong 
And I wanted to share it with you here on this annual Alice Cooper Birthday Spectacular. So here you go, all the way back from 1991, and it still sounds great. This is It Rained All Night.
a song that never made it here in the States, and I think just only made it in Japan, and I think maybe an, an import single, possibly for the Hey Stupid single, but that was the only way you can get it, and thanks to the wonderful greatness of the internet, we are able to enjoy it here today. Let me know what you think of that song. I think that's a really cool song. Love the Hammond organ on there. That kind of makes it for me, but just a strong song, and Hey Stupid's an album worth revisiting. I know I say that a lot, but go check that one out. That is one of the True Gems analysis catalog. Right, this next one here is super weird. Easily one of the weirdest bands ever assembled for one song. This comes off the Slash solo album. It's just a self-titled album, just called Slash. It came out, uh, I think, about six or seven years ago. And, you know, it's like kind of like the Santana thing or the Tony Iommi thing where it's just a bunch of guest vocalists with Slash uh, writing the music and performing it along with a lot of his friends and just the, even the... The bass players and the drummers, there's tons of guests on this thing. And proof positive, this actually didn't even make the domestic version of the album. It made a whole bunch of different deluxes. I talked about how Welcome to My Nightmare had a bunch of deluxe editions, but I was just going through here. I'm literally scrolling right now. You can hear my mouse. Scrolling through the Wikipedia page for the Slash album. And there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There are 12 different versions of the Slash album out there with different bonus tracks on them. So there was this super mega deluxe edition that had basically a whole other record on there of songs that got cut off the American release. And this was one of them. It features lead vocals by Alice Cooper, but also duetting with a woman you may or may not know. Her name is Nicole Scherzinger. She was the lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls. And rounding out... You know, of course, in addition to Slash on lead guitar and all guitars, you have Steven Adler, ex-Guns N' Roses, on drums, and Flea playing bass guitar. So here you go. Here's that Motley crew performing this song here, an original written by Slash, Alice, and Nicole. This is Baby Can't Drive.
Not my call. All right, there you go. That was Alice, Nicole Scherzinger, Slash, Flea, and Steven Adler with Baby Can't Drive from one of the many editions of Slash's solo album from back in 2009 or 2010 or something like that. But yeah, that's a fun song, actually. I'm surprised how much I actually like that song, especially with the Pussycat Doll factor mixed in with it. But still a lot of fun. That's, That's the fun thing about Alice. He always goes places that he's not supposed to go. That's the whole idea right there. So continuing with the supergroup theme here, I actually waited a long time to hear Alice sing this song. This was actually promised originally for the Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper box set, and it never came through, I guess, for legal reasons. But supposedly there's a performance where Alice got on stage with the who and performed i'm a boy and i've still yet to see this i think this wound up on a pay-per-view concert that the who had performed at one point with a bunch of guest stars and i think they did like tommy all the way through and quadrophenia all the way through but I, i never really saw the footage of that surface and never got to hear alice perform i'm a boy with the who backing him up but uh for the deluxe edition of the hollywood vampires album from a few years ago they committed I'm a Boy to record, at least with the Hollywood Vampires Band, which the core of it is Alice, Joe Perry, and Johnny Depp. So there's actually no credits that I can see for who performs on the rest of this track, but it's nice to finally hear Alice singing the Who's I'm a Boy. So here you go from the deluxe edition of the Hollywood Vampires album. This is Alice Cooper and the Hollywood Vampires with I'm a Boy.
right, there was Alice doing I'm a Boy with the Hollywood Vampires. That's an iTunes-only bonus track. I couldn't find a physical deluxe edition of this. There might be a CD out there. There's definitely not a vinyl deluxe, but if you do pick up the iTunes version of the Hollywood Vampires, or at least download these songs on their own, you get the I'm a Boy song, and you get a new cover of 7 and 7 Is, which is a song he already covered on Special Forces back in the day, and an original song called As Bad As I Am. So there's three extra songs on the Hollywood Vampires Project. So if you are a hardcore completist like I am, then you have to go seek those out. It's law. All right, speaking of classic British rock covers, we're going to do a big one right here. And I think I might be able to stump the hardcores with this one. This is from a project called the British Rock Symphony. And I got this entire 10-minute medley for 99 cents on iTunes. Best 99 cents I ever spent. This is Alice Cooper doing most of the lead vocals on this epic British classic rock medley, along with Tommy Shaw, actually. So when you don't hear Alice, I believe that's actually Tommy. And I know Zach Starkey's on the drums, and Jack Blades is in the mix there somewhere. So Alice actually has ties to Tommy and Jack. They did some writing for him on The Last Temptation. But getting back to this thing here, this British Rock Symphony project, This thing, it's 10 minutes long, so I'm just going to play it for you right now. I bet you never thought you would hear Alice singing some of these songs, but that's why you listen to this kind of a show as opposed to other shows. So here's a Rock Strikes 10 exclusive. This is the Celebration Suite.
right, that was the Celebration Suite, which included Start Me Up, Hard Day's Night, 515, See Me, Feel Me, and Listening To, the Beatles, Stones, and The Who, the, the Holy Trinity of British classic rock there, represented by the great Alice Cooper and a cavalcade of musicians and singers. Fun stuff there. Like I said, best 99 cents I spent on iTunes, probably ever. Great stuff. Okay, what we're going to do now is we're going to get into the sit-down that I had with Chris Penn at Good Records last week, you know, to celebrate Alice's birthday, but also he sent me a message that day saying that he had something really special to share, and we're trying to figure out a way to do this, and uh, there's one thing about this interview, actually, uh, it took a lot of audio finagling for me to make this listenable, so I hope the sound quality is okay for you guys. I uh, The first part of our sit-down, actually, the file got corrupted, so there, there is no file, and so I, I'm not going to play that part, but basically, in short, I could tell you the first 10 minutes of our conversation, we were just geeking out on Alice and talking about some stuff, but the main thing that uh, needed to be announced uh, was this, and I'm going to play it actually on the phone, because the transfer didn't work into the MP3 part about it, but I want to play it right here off my phone, that Chris Penn has an announcement for you guys which will go into further detail throughout our talk, but I think it's only fair that he gets to make the announcement here on Rock Strikes 10. As an exclusive to Friends of Rock Strikes 10 and Alice Cooper fans alike, here is Chris Penn's announcement concerning a project that he's been involved with for many years. So take it away, Chris. Podcast exclusive. Uh, in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Alice Cooper group, uh, officially becoming the Alice Cooper group, and uh, I guess he's turning 70 this year, right? February 4th, uh, Alice Cooper's birthday, we're going to release the full uh, Alice Cooper Live from the AstroTurf uh, in-store performance from back October 6, 2015. Uh, Ship Gordon Green lit it, and uh, it's going to be coming out at Black Friday Record Store Day, uh, November 23rd, 2018. So be on the lookout. It's going to be, uh, packaging's going to top the two-song seven-inch, so you guys get ready. That's a bold statement, because that was considered for a Grammy. It was nominated, wasn't it? It was considered for a Grammy, and we won the Alex Award for packaging. We beat out uh, two uh, Jack White uh, Third Man releases, Ooh. a Jack White 7-inch and a Margot Price 7-inch. We beat them out. So when Jack White's in town with his baseball bat company, he may become looking for me. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. From the man himself, from the proverbial horse's mouth, Chris Penn announcing that the set that happened at Good Records a couple of years ago the longest reunion set in Alice Cooper Group history since they initially broke up in the mid-70s. That performance that took place at Good Records, all eight songs, will be released in one release on Record Store Day this year. But as a Rock Strikes 10 exclusive and as uh, just being friends of ours, you can have early access to get a guaranteed copy. Yes, you will not be shut out at Record Store Day and all you have to do is direct message me, and I'll let you know the details and how you can get in on it. It's going to be a crowdfunding thing, and we cannot share this on social media at all, period, 100%. If you PM me, I'll give you some more details about the rules, but there will be a crowdfunding side of this, and you can guarantee yourself a copy of this record. And along with the crowdfunding, you can actually get your name on the liner notes for this historic release, Rock History Plus via Rock Strikes 10, and of course, via Chris Penn, the great Chris Penn, at Good Records in Dallas. 
can't can't get any better than that. Uh, that that's a uh, that's a lot to do right there in one segment. We had talked about this in in our first part of our talk. Uh, he was talking about how much uh, he loves to hear them play "Muscle of Love" live. So we went ahead and picked this one to kick off our sit down. So here's the next Alice track here for you to enjoy. This is a demo track of Muscle of Love with an alternate title. So the original Alice Cooper group, the audio is just okay, but it comes from the box set, The Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper. So enjoy this and we'll return to the better audio portion of my sit down last week with Chris Penn. We're going to talk more Alice. We're going to talk more about this Record Store Day release. So enjoy the rest of this show, and uh, we're going to go visit the inner cave, the back cave of Good Records. And before we get there, enjoy this. This is Respect for the Sleepers.
right, there you go. I'm going to say that was Respect for the Sleepers from The Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper box set, one of the first attempts at the song that would become Muscle of Love. So I haven't heard that in a while. Which that's a, that's a great box. I believe it's out of print. I mean, you can find it pretty easy. And uh, Brian Renfield Nelson, Alice's old assistant, did a great job of yeah. putting that. I mean, if you're an Alice diehard, you you had a lot of that stuff, but it's still still great to get it all in one spot. I waited ten years for that box to come out, but it was actually worth it. Like I remember buy, I I got to buy it three days before a street a record store friend of mine, and I breaking the law, breaking the law, totally. <laughs> and it was like like. They used to be like a thing back in the old analog days, you know, pre-computer, internet, tight end stuff like that purchase did not go in the books until street date because he just took my money and put it through. It was great. There's always a way around it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so thanks, Logan. You you know where you are. Okay, so getting back into this thing, you're going to get the full... I mean, it wasn't a full concert to be said, but it was was a decent... Eight eight songs, which is the longest set they've done even with these other reunions since 1974, their very last show in Brazil. So super important. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and, and they did, uh, they were only going to do seven and they came back in the office and they kind of powwowed and they decided to do elected, which was office that we're sitting in. Yeah. Right, right here, right here. They were, they were, uh, it's crazy. I've got a photo of that, which is pretty cool <laughs> of them. Just like, what song should we play? And, I'm back here like an idiot. I didn't have anything to drink. I think I was just high on adrenaline. I was like, Desperado. And the reason I threw that one out there, because the, the three guys had rehearsed it the night before, and Alice Ixnade me. And then uh, they threw out Elected, which was weird at the time. They uh, Alice, the current Alice band, wasn't playing that in their set, so they oh. weren't rehearsed on it. Yeah, they were going to get They were just about to year, start. Yeah. They were just about to start doing it again they pretty much played every election yeah Yeah. around election cycles they do it but they weren't it wasn't in the set so ryan and alice weren't necessarily you know 120 percent on it and the three guys didn't rehearse it the night before you know there's a little little bits and bobs you know that are off in it but it's uh the spirit is there and uh by them doing that eight song, it it, it, made, it definitely secured it as the longest set. So, And there's some great stage banner you'll hear when it comes out, Black Friday Record Store Day, that, that uh, those guys cutting jokes amongst themselves. It's it's pretty pretty funny. And I'm, I'm also here with purpose talking to the great Chris Penn of Good Records here and the guy who's spearheading this release. If you want to get a guaranteed copy of it and avoid all the eBay pirates and all that jazz, then... You need to direct message the Rock Strikes 10 podcast, and I will see what I can do. That is the only exclusive I can offer you right now. Yeah, t- reach, reach out to Joey, and we'll see what we can do to, to help you out, you know. Yeah, so uh, that's, a lot of that, people got shut out on it on the 45. Yeah, I'm trying to, to help out the people don't pay through the nose on eBay. You know, I, I can't guarantee I can help you, but we definitely reach out to Joey. And uh, I remember the, the 45 release immediately. Like it was almost like as soon as like, it was like minute one of a record store operations, they were on eBay. I remember you talking about that too. And you were just like, really? And you know, fans getting shut out. There are people that were lined up outside of stores. I'm a buddy of mine up in the East coast, you know, freezing cold outside, get out there and the stores like, Oh yeah, we don't have any. But yeah, you know they do. You know, it's like... Yeah, it's uh, it's Record Store Day is a beautiful thing, but it's also... Uh, it's not a perfect... It's not a perfect thing, you know? But, you know, it's just like Slayer announced their reunion tour, and I've got buddies and 
Oh, the farewell? Yeah, two or three buddies, and I think Randy was one of them. He yeah. didn't get a ticket. Yeah, they sold you know, out yeah. once the announcement. So it's so it's but there's always a way. Yeah. So you know, if you if you want it bad enough, you'll go to eBay or you know, message Joey or you'll figure it out. But you know, you just don't give up, you know, that's what another another buddy of mine was, you know, complaining and, and another buddy chimed in on Facebook was like, Was the show happened? You know, like saying basically, you know, you know you can get in there, you know. Yeah. Or you can and, travel. Yeah, you know, if you can figure it out, but you know, they're gonna probably hit Dallas two or three times on that tour. Sure, and the sure. next time they'll probably do, you know, know, Verizon or something that holds up an extra thousand sure. or two. I like the way Elton's doing it. He's saying farewell, but it's going to be like the turn of the decade. Well, at least he's honest and yeah. saying it's going to be three years. And, yeah. And speak, I like, I speak, speaking of which, you know, I, I always keep saying, you know, I want Alice to keep going. He wants to keep going past Mick Jagger, but he tours more than Mick Jagger. So yeah, I, I hope Shep and Toby and, and, him they they work out like an exit strategy where i want alice to go out on top and you know be at the top of his games but maybe he they should pick 80 or 75 or you know i don't i don't know because i don't see any signs of you know so they're re-recording right now i'm 80 yeah he's still he's still doing 150 200 shows a year i mean good lord i mean some some multi-million selling bands that have it cush don't do that so it's like I like I like the idea of doing like a like almost a whole night and like almost like jazz sets like going up there doing like four sets and then having every possible ex member you know and well, they, they, member they that could, would be amazing they could do so many things like <clears throat> one year they could do a couple albums in their entirety that would be great two two next, then the year after they could do all requests I mean he's got the band that can do it they can learn anything you know I was and, telling you I have that back and forth with Roxy about better be good oh yeah i mean i want that in the set they, they could they could do a friggin you know the lost years you know the blackout album show and you'd be surprised i mean you wouldn't you couldn't do 40 shows of that in the states but you yeah. could do five shows and Alice people would travel yeah yeah Cruise. yeah i just need to up the game but you know yeah kiss plays kiss plays completely super duper obscure stuff on the cruise because it's guaranteed money. Fans are willing to pay that amount of money to hear those particular songs. And then they pretty much make sure it happens. I mean, it's it's also one of those things, like, you could be retired and still do that. Yeah, that's I mean, well, I, I, that's one thing, you know. I don't think he's ever going to, quote, unquote, retire. Yeah. I think it'd just be... He's married to the sea. Yeah, he's a he's a pirate. So I think he'll, he'll eventually do, you know, less touring. But I, I think he's just going to go till he drops. But getting back to Life from the AstroTurf, the original Alice Cooper group, you know, Sands Lake Rake, uh, Glenn Buxton, plus Ryan Roxy, and uh, maybe whet your appetite a little bit and to maybe think about it. Maybe I should direct message Joey to see how I can get on this full release as opposed to the 45. We're going to play uh, most of the track here from the i guess better the, play it all let's it, play the whole i can play the whole thing yeah okay yeah, it's is it my body from the the live from the astroturf seven inch the two song seven inch this is it's not a b-side i always consider that a double a-side single absolutely and it worked out that that was the the a and the b-side from back in the day and they just there's magic there's no overdubs on that song those songs by the way i was there That's, zero overdubs for sure it's uh just the magic on those two songs for sure all right, so here's Is It My Body that was recorded about six feet from where we're sitting right now. Oh, okay. We haven't done this one in about, what, 40 years? But we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. 
I got That makes you want to love me Now is it my body Or something I might be Or something inside me Good Pagoda, Dallas, Texas. Come see him. Tell him Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We'll say that again at the end of the show. Uh, something I wanted to ask you about that you kind of brought up uh, during that last song here is now that you are, I mean, you are, I, I would have to say, the most famous quote-unquote fan who's also got a little bit of a, a insight to some of the workings of the band. Not, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, I say you're inner circle, but you're, you're still like, I'm still, in, I'm still on the outside of the yeah. circle, but I, I can step in there and, and get my toes wet, and I'll get they'll, they'll close the door on me. But sure. I, <laughs> I, his whole camp and his band, and they're all super sweet, and they're awesome. And yeah. the the OGs is now they've been co- coined. Uh, Dennis, Michael, and uh, Neil are awesome, awesome guys, and funny as hell. Yeah. But uh, it was especially funny when I met him up here, you know, because I I was talking to him about. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, so I'll go ahead and do it real quick. That day when I was coming out to the signing, I had rewatched the uh, all of the known footage of the Toronto Festival from '69, where they're just basically just playing "Lay Down and Die," like they're the extended jam version. Yeah. And I was trying to get the question together, and I was just like, I just watched that again today, and I need to ask you, like, because also the thing I was mainly going to ask him was, it seemed like he was kind of the leader on stage, like Alice hadn't really found his thing yet. And Neil seemed to be kind of directing traffic on stage. If you really watch it, Neil's kind of the leader of that band at the time. Yeah, I mean, and, I think, you know, he 
he's was the anchor. You know, yeah. he starts the majority of the songs, and you know they they kind of would you know you're throwing a big sheet over your drums while you're playing, and there's just like just <laughs> chaos, and somebody's got to like hold it down, and you know and that's the infamous chicken moment that I'm referring to as well. Well, that's a, the climax of yeah, that they're, set. They're all you know getting down and hunched down and he's laying on the stage and just, you know, they run around and not at that show, but other shows, you know, one, one guy's the, the operating the gallows on Alice. So it's like, there was, there was a lot more going on than just the music, but yeah, Neil definitely holds it down. But going over to the UK was pretty insane because there was people from all over the world to see the original guys. And I actually, uh, and now that I've, you're like one of the most I've, famous I've kind fans, of been like in contact with them on the internet, they've ordered records from me and we've traded stuff and you meet all these people, but it was so awesome to like meet them in the flesh and they're like taking pictures of the kind of like the kiss army or the Trekkies or it was kind of like deadheads. It was pretty crazy. Cause I saw a lot of people who did all five shows and, yeah, you know, yeah. had some buddies who came from Iceland, France, and you know, we bought, we brought flags and, I brought a UK flag and the very last show in Wembley, I was like fifth row and a buddy of mine, he, uh, Andrew Clark, he, he wound up in the front row and right at the end, I, I texted him or his Facebook and I said, Hey, catch this flag. And when they come up to do their bow, throw it up there. And he threw it up there and out of the blue, you know, thank God Michael Bruce caught it. And then Neil Smith unravels it. So you see these really cool, uh, things of them bowing and it's a flag that came from it's a uk flag from uh, texas <laughs> i, I would have thrown a texas flag but i thought it'd make for a better photo op to be holding the uk flag in the uk so i, I helped out the uk guys i was i was a transplant for a moment so what are some of the more bizarre fan moments that you've uh, especially since the reunion happened like like is is there anything beyond as far as alice fans go like beyond the guys that, that do the cosplaying go to a lot of extra shows like is there anybody that's like more next level than that oh there's some there's uh there's a group called the nation of ovine and they've got these shirts that glow in the dark and they're these sheep with alice cooper eyes and they pin you with the pin and you become a member of the nation of ovine but to stay a member you have to send back a picture of you wearing the shirt and uh i was like you know, there's another group called the Sick Things, which is the forum that Cy Haley, my people mispronounce his name, he runs. And those guys would do meetups before the thing. But within that, there's the Nation of Ovine. And it's like the one percenters. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, uh, I call I call him Nation of Bovine. And he goes, we're not cows, it's about sheep and <laughs> from Scotland. So he tells me all about it. And, you know, super sweet guys, you know, but it's like. It's kind of out there a little bit, to be totally honest. You know, but the Nation of Ovines, so if you ever see a, a shirt uh, at an Alice Cooper show with a bunch of sheep and they all have Alice Cooper eyes, that's the Nation of Ovine. Okay. And that's a, a super sect of the uh, Alice Cooper fan base populace. So you are warned, either talk to them or don't talk to them. E- either join or get the hell out of the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so... I'm giving you a random Alice anything pick to play on the show for the you know our annual Alice Cooper birthday spectacular. So the floor is yours. I, I just literally uh, popped into my head. Let's do uh, "Dance Yourself to Death" off of uh, 
He's, I think, flush the fashion. He's off flush the fashion. <laughs> but I, I, you know, there's, there's grim facts. But let's do dance yourself to death yeah. just to. Am I the only? And, am I the only one that hears a little bit of "Won't Get Fooled Again" in the bridge there? Oh, Alice and people he's worked always love the Who. Dennis Dunaway loves the Who. Neil yeah. Smith loves the Who. Cindy, Cindy, uh, Dennis's wife loves the Who. Yeah, because you could sit, you could sing both choruses over. Yeah, each other. I mean, I, it's always struck me as that. I, I love that. I didn't think about that, but you know, yeah, it's just why not you. There's some Beatles in Alice Cooper, too, for sure. Of course. The Beatles are in everybody, of course. Yeah. All right. Dance yourself to death right here on Rock Strikes 10. This is uh, going to be the last part of our remote here at Good Records with Chris Penn. And we're doing this because we do it every year. It is Alice's birthday. 
February 4th of every year, he's going to be 70, which is, that's crazy. But, you know, it's... Or is uh, he 69 or 70? I can't, I'm not he's sure. He's 70. Man. That's the big one. Oof. Uh, you guys probably have heard it, but maybe, uh, maybe Joey will find it and splice it in there, but... Alice Cooper does a birthday song when he meets fans that tell him it's his birthday, and sometimes he'll get Cheryl to sing it with them. He goes, "This is your birthday song. It isn't very long, and it and it ends. Like I think there's might be one more little bit to it, but it's like wow. it's it's really it's. I think it's it, it's it's, it's uh, that's the joke, but right, I think that up. may be the whole thing. But you can Alice Cooper birthday song on YouTube. Look that up. So we're trying to come up. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, oh, go ahead. Well, I think George, we we were looking up earlier, and, and George Romero, George A. Romero, uh, shares a birthday with Alice. So that's kind of I never knew that until today. Yeah, we were trying to find an angle to come up with because we've done so many of these Alice birthday th- uh, specials over the years. So it's like let's come up with one thing we haven't done yet. We talked about obscure songs we went back in the set. We we've done the family tree. So it's just like what to do. So Chris Ben found out George Romero shares the birthday with Alice. So we figured it was only fitting that we close off this Alice Cooper birthday spectacular, our annual Alice Cooper birthday spectacular, with a, uh, a very obscure song from the Dirty Diamonds album. I think a really cool song, too. It's called uh, Zombie Dance. What do you think of this song? It's a great one. Uh, I love the... Uh, I like it when he does... When he did the albums with his band at the time. I think those are really great. Those are great Alice albums. Yeah. He should keep writing songs with Ryan Roxy. Yeah. He, that was my only... That was my only. I had two complaints about paranormal. I like paranormal, by the way. We talked about this. Oh, Par- paranormal! Paranormal really is awesome. It's grown on me even more, and yeah. my uh, my nine year old wears me out with it. <laughs> my only complaint about paranormal is throw those two songs on the, the main disc, which I guess if you get the vinyl, that's taken care of. For yeah, you. but like, yeah, the, the the whole bonus track thing nowadays that's such bullshit. I mean, it's Second like disc, you don't need it. I mean, yeah, I, not to discredit the the live stuff from the current band, but yeah. It's, it's, but out it's, of it's CD, a CD, album. Album. Yeah, yeah. Do, do a whole live album. Yeah, greatest hits live with the current band. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, take out Holy Water, put in those other two. Anything leave, leave with those in there. Anything but, with Nick on it, right? Anything with Nick needs to be on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the sound of a uh, white vinyl ten inch that's coming out. Cool video of that, by the way. That was yeah. that was a good video. Yeah, for for a minimal budget, you know, it definitely worked out well. But uh, well, happy birthday, Alice. We love you and. Uh, Keep going, man. It, it, uh, we see we see you two or three times a year. You come through Dallas or uh, Abilene or somewhere weird, and we'll be there. Absolutely. All right, take it away.
up on the bonfire, watch the zombies dance. My tongue is hot burning when I try to speak. Spirit is so willing, my flesh is getting weak. Yeah, it's getting weak. Closing off our annual spectacular birthday super duper celebration to the great iconic legendary Alice Cooper. That was Zombie Dance from the great album Dirty Diamonds. That's one of the essential Alice records in my opinion. Go get that record. Very cool that Alice shares a birthday with George A. Romero. I never knew that. So freaking cool. I hope you enjoyed all parts of this episode, especially knowing that you could get your hands on Rock History Plus. You gotta private message me and we'll just proceed from there. Otherwise, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a lot of fun for me and I wanna thank, especially thank, of course, extra, extra special thanks to the great Chris Penn. Good Records in Dallas, go visit him. Tell him I sent you. He's got another store called The Good Pagoda out in Dallas. So uh, if, uh, if you're coming from out of town, of course you're crashing at our place. Then we'll take you out there to uh, Chris Penn's Ventures and uh, hang out with him for a little bit. 
Uh, great guy, just super cool. And I'm, I'm so glad that somebody in that position is an Alice Cooper fan. It's just nice and refreshing. Definitely breaks the stereotype of the record store guy. I think I did too, maybe in my day, but uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed all these rarities and deep tracks. If you're not into Alice, I still hope you enjoyed it on some level. Let me know if you did. You can do that by going to cnjradio.com, featuring every episode of Rock Strikes 10. There's links to the Facebook and the Twitter to interact with me. I am just addicted to your feedback and just knowing that you're out there and out there listening. And also, uh, if you're uh, direct messaging me about the Alice Project, feel free to also DM me about getting a Rock Strikes 10 t-shirt. Super quality next level t-shirts that you'll be proud to wear and they feel good on you. So, double aces on that. The Rock Strikes 10 t-shirt. The official one. Message me for details. But while you're doing all of that, stay on cnjradio.com. Also, for another friend of Chris Penn's, the Synaptic Empire podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. we got to get Penn to go on that show, too. I think that would be a blast. And also, on cnjradio.com, the last theater on the left, hosted by Chris, the C of CNJ Radio, and a lifelong brother to me. Got a lot of great stuff coming up on Last Theater on the left, especially if you're a fan of horror, cult, trash, exploitation, and any kind of fun cinema to be had. Last Theater on the left is a show for you. Also, the flagship show of CNJRadio.com, the uh, at least the initial show that we started this whole thing with, Wrestling House Show is back. We've got two new shows in the can, the best of 2017 and the best of January 18 followed by retro reviews of supercards and pay-per-views. It's a blast. Check out Wrestling House Show as well. Before we get out of here with everything that's going on and all the big things doing here, extra special thanks to Pete LaRussa and the guys from Space Spirit for the awesome outro we played on every episode. Go to facebook.com slash Band for more info and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. And feel free to bug Pete LaRussa on Facebook as well. Solid guy. Good guy. All right. We'll see everybody on the next one. And, you know, you got to stay tuned for the Space Beard theme. So, you know, don't go just yet. You still got about a minute here. And I'm just saying, you may want to stay tuned even after that to check out something we referenced earlier in the show. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have fun.